Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all new and mightier 1090 AM. Good afternoon on a beautiful Monday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joined as always by producer G. Hey Wiley. G. how are you? You know, always great, um, even if it is a Monday. I'm actually feeling pretty amazing. Well, that's good, Jihei, because normally on a Monday, because of the Giants or because of something else, because of your poor wagers, God knows what, <laughs> Jihei, they, you know, the Mondays are not always so kind to you and to me, but um, a lot to get into. Speaking of wagers, I was watching the Lakers-Clippers game Friday night, surprised that we didn't make a friendly wager. If we did, I totally forgot about it because I was thinking of you as I was watching that game and the Clippers, you know, defeat the Lakers. And by the way, the Lakers are, there's, there's this feeling that if they can get healthy, listen, they had LeBron James, they had Anthony Davis, they had Russell Westbrook, they had Carmelo, they, they had the doubt that was as healthy and as good as the Lakers are going to be this year. And they lost to the Clippers. Uh, GA, why did we not make a wager? And by the way, I'm happy we didn't, because obviously I would have taken the Lakers, but uh, your thoughts on, you know, again, that game happened Friday, but we kind of have to touch on that because we, we, we talked a lot about that game and I am just, I am frustrated beyond words at this point. And we've talked about it during the course of the season, but you know, when you go up against the Clippers team that at that point was struggling, Clippers are 12 and 12. And by the way, the Clippers beat the Lakers and then they lose to the Sacramento Kings. I mean, the Kings beat the Clippers twice and in between those two wins that the Kings had, and by the way, the, the Kings are not that good. They're 10 and 14. In between those, those two, wing, two wins that the Kings had over the Clippers, the Clippers defeat the Lakers at, at a quote-unquote Lakers home game. Again, this was, you know, they on their home court, things like that. But, gee, as we sit here today on a Monday, Clippers 12 and 12, the Lakers 12 and 12, uh, not a great night of basketball Friday, but at the end of the day, your your Clippers did win. Yeah, you know, I think that I didn't want to wager because that's how much faith I have in them right now. So yeah, right. maybe that's the reason why I didn't even think about it right um, on Friday. Also, I think that they put all of their eggs, so to speak, in one basket with that Laker um, playing against the Lakers. That that the, I think the juice kind of ran out. Um, when the, which isn't an excuse. You should, it, regardless, you should be beating a team that is ten and fourteen, right? Yeah. In the Sacramento Kings. But I will say this also: ever since they let Luke Walton go, the Sacramento Kings have been doing a little bit better. Um, yeah. So I mean, I that's agree. you know, that's definitely helped their cause, right? Um, unfortunately, somebody's misfortune is you know the team's gain. So yeah, I, I mean, again, I just don't have a lot of faith that they are a championship caliber team at this current well, moment listen. in time. Forget about championship. What 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 was the old Jim Mora thing? It wasn't championship. It was like playoffs, playoffs. We're talking about playoffs. Or just trying trying to win a game. I mean, they, they, yeah. neither one of these teams, Jihei, and I can say that uh, you know without any reservation, neither one of these teams are a championship contender. But you have every right to not have confidence in them. Let me take you through the last five games of the Clippers, beginning with November twenty. 
eighth, so I'll just start there and go to their last five games. They lose to the Warriors, 105 to 90. They lose at home to the Pelicans, 123 to 104. Get blown out by the Pelicans. Lose to the Sacramento Kings, 124 115. Beat the Lakers, 119 115. And then lose again to the Sacramento Kings, 104 299. So, gee, they have lost four of their last five games getting blown out by the Pelicans, losing to the Kings twice. Their only win in their last five games is to the Lakers. And again, generally speaking, whenever the Lakers uh, struggle, we can kind of point to, hey, listen, they didn't have LeBron James or they didn't have someone. Listen, I mean, they've, they've struggled this entire season, whether they're healthy or they're not. And on that particular night against the uh, Clippers, the fact of the matter is, that Anthony Davis did play. He scored 27 points. LeBron James did play. He scored 23 points. Russell Westbrook did play. Carmelo played. Dwight Howard played. I mean, this is, again, as healthy and as good as they're going to be. And I don't want to say as good as they're going to be, but, I mean, in terms of health, you have Anthony Davis. You have LeBron James. He's rested or was for that particular game. And Westbrook and Carmelo and Dwight. And so... The frustration level at this point, GK, 24 games into the season, they are 12 and 12. The Clippers, we we kind of expected that, right? There's no Kawhi. And I don't know what the expectation was for the Clippers this year. But the fact of the matter is they don't have Kawhi. And so they are 12 and 12. If the Lakers were playing without LeBron James and they were 12 and 12, I think maybe we would kind of understand that. But even then, G.A., when you talk about the talent that they have on that team, you would expect, and again, this is just for the sake of argument, saying if they did not have LeBron James, they have Anthony Davis, they have Russell Westbrook, they have Dwight Howard, they have Carmelo. I mean, there's enough talent on this team. And again, oh, by the way, they've had LeBron for the majority of the season. For them to be 12 and 12, I, I, I just don't know what, what to say because we've seen them healthy. We've seen them switch up the, 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 the starting lineup, the rotation. Dwight Howard is now the full-time starting center. He's not coming off the bench. I really don't know what they can possibly do to kind of turn things around for this team. Um, I've written about it. I've talked about it. I mean, they had a championship team. They won the championship in 2020. They come back the the following year, only 70 days off, not enough time. And when LeBron went out, when Anthony Davis went out, they were only one or two games back of the Utah Jazz for the best record in the league in March. And then they totally blew that team up. It, It was as if the pieces for that team didn't fit. And it's like, no, 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 no. A, you won a championship in 2020. You brought the majority of those guys back. They did not have enough time off. When they were healthy and playing together, they were the best team in the league. And they blew that team up. And they put together, G.K., the oldest team in the league. And that's why I don't think that there's like a light at the end of the tunnel with this team. It's not like, hey, listen, if LeBron gets healthy, we do have to come to grips with the fact that he is – I believe in his 19th season in the league. And at some point he's going to hit a wall. At some point he's going to not be as good as he was. And he is a human being. 
And I know we, we've become accustomed to a lot of these guys playing forever, like Tom Brady. Like, Tom Brady doesn't look like he's going to, like, ever get old. At some point in time, he's going to win a Super Bowl and going to retire at the top. It doesn't always happen that way. And so, you know, watching that game Friday night, it just hit me. Like, this is an old team. They've hit the wall. I think they'll make the playoffs. But, I mean, there's no delusions of grandeur. I mean, I mean – this is that um, Dwight Howard, Steve Nash team where they begin the season with such expectations, so such high hopes. Everyone's talking about them. You're looking at the picture of these, st- of these starting five thinking, oh, my God, this is a Hall of Fame lineup. And then they start the season, and it's like, oh, my God, this team's terrible. And then they barely make the playoffs as like a 6, 7, or 8 seed, and then that's it. They're done in the first round. This is, by the way, not – you know, a lot of people like to compare, you know, they like to compare to the Carl Malone team. Like, oh, you know, do you remember when they brought in Carl Malone and Gary Payton? I was like, actually, that that team made the NBA Finals. That team won the Pacific Division. That team won the Western Conference. That team was in the NBA Finals, and when they were healthy, that series was tied 1-1. I I, I always push back on that comparison because I'm like, that team made the Finals, and they lost to what would turn out to be a pretty darn good Pistons team. I think back when they first got to the Finals – you know, people were thinking, oh, Chauncey Billups, Tayshawn Prince, Ben Wallace, Rashid. I mean, now you look back at that team. I mean, that was an amazing team. And they would go back to the finals again, and they could have won back-to-back titles. So, anyways, long story longer. This Lakers team is basically the Dwight Howard, Steve Nash team, where, you know, you begin the season thinking that this team is for sure going to make it to the finals, one of the best teams in league history, whatnot. They're going to make the playoffs, but they're going to get bounced in the first round, G.A. Yeah, there's no there's no <laughs> doubt. I mean, I think I think everybody saw this except for Laker fans, maybe. You know, uh, not no, to, uh, I don't think anyone thought they would be 12 and 12. I'm sorry. No, I don't, no, I don't, no, I don't, no. I don't, yeah. no, not not that they would be 12 and 12, just that they were not going to be a championship contending team. Playoffs, maybe. Sure. Um, especially with yeah, this yeah, on paper. Wait, roster. hold on, real quick. You go to the sports books. These guys, again, the Lakers' odds are always more favorable because of all the fans, and I totally agree with you. The Laker fans are like they always think that their team will will win. According to the sports books, the Lakers and the Nets were basically head to head. They were the co favorites. So, like, Laker fans are generally out there with their predictions for their team. Laker fans, I will fully admit, whether they have, you know, Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram, like they, they think that team is fantastic. Like this team, according to the sports books, not only in Vegas, but across the world, really, they were the co-favorite. So I, 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 I will say, I will agree with you. The Laker fans think highly of their team. These sports books agreed though. Yeah, but Sportsbooks can always be wrong. Well, just, just I think because the well, doesn't what, mean that they're going to be right. No, I guess what I'm saying it was not just Lakers fans. The people okay. who were putting their setting the odds, and again, the Lakers will always get. Like, if the Lakers were not the Lakers, they would not be. And I'll double check this while while you respond. Like, I, I their the, their odds are more favorable than they should be right now in terms of like if they're they really should be the way that they're playing. G. Hey, like should be like sixty to one. Of course they're not, 
But um, they're not. Again, they're ten to one. They're ten to one right now. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, there's yeah. no, probably no team in league history has ever been twelve and twelve and ten to one. But anyway, so they're always going to get higher odds or more favorable. But what I'm saying is, according to the sports books, they were the co-favorite at the beginning of the season, and it wasn't up until maybe 10 games in that I finally adjusted it and said, okay, listen, the Warriors are going to probably come out of the West. Maybe the Suns are going to come out of the West. They had to adjust the odds because they, they were hell-betting on saying, hey, listen, this team has LeBron James. They got Russell Westbrook. They got Anthony Davis. They got Carmelo. Dwight, you go down the list. Like, there's no way this team could be this bad. And at this point, 12-12, and 12, they are. Yeah. No, uh, and I'm not saying that Vegas, you know, doesn't believe that the Lakers aren't, you know, favorites. Obviously, according to these numbers, they do. But um, I'm just saying that I think maybe I should have specified not the rest of the world, not like everybody, but people maybe that aren't Laker fans, right? They yeah. see this, they see this roster on paper and go, "What are you thinking, LeBron?" You know, like yeah. they're extremely old. You know, they're not like all the young guys that you have chucked off to the side so to speak they're thriving right now they're actually killing it on every team that they are um that they're on that they got traded over to or signed a contract with uh they're doing extremely well to disband this this championship caliber team i just i personally just think it was ludicrous i think it was it, it's one of those like why you know yeah uh kind of things and and if it was a money issue i, I don't think it was um for for the most part for everybody to come back. I mean, you're obviously going to have like those outliers out there that wanted more money. And I get that. Um, but for the most part, people wanted to stay, right. They wanted to run it back. They wanted to yeah. try and vie for a championship. And I think that you should at least give them the opportunity to do that, especially when they really wanted to be there. And I'm not saying this team doesn't want to be there, but they're, but they are acting like they don't want to be there. Like it's, they're not winning, you know, and I'm, and I'm sure that, you know, I want to play devil's advocate here and say like nobody hates nobody loves losing. That's just you don't go to a team to go and lose, right? Um, but yeah, they're, I mean they're not showing it on the court, so no. something needs to change. I don't know what it is, but something needs to change. And we have uh, so the MGM Grand um, has them at ten to one. <clears throat> just real quick. The MGM Grand, the Brooklyn Nets are plus 260, Gold, the Golden State Warriors plus 550, Bucks plus 700, and the Lakers are plus 1,000. Now, the Superbook is slightly different. They got the Brooklyn Nets and the Warriors tied at 4-1, to one. Milwaukee Bucks, Phoenix Suns, Utah Jazz at 8-1, to one. Miami Heat 14-1, to one. the Lakers are 16-1. to one. Again, if the Lakers were not the Lakers, if if, if this twelve and twelve team was called uh, something else, <laughs> they would they would be you know fifty to one. It's, it's just like there's there's you know I, I think part of it is the Lakers, and of course part of it is LeBron James. Um, we are going to talk about this more in the next segment, but I would do want to hit on it in this first segment. G a big day for both of the pro football teams in Los Angeles. Chargers getting a big win on the road against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Rams getting a big win, and I only say it's a big win because they, they've really looked so bad the last three games uh, for them to get back on the winning side. And again, they played the Jacksonville Jaguars, but still, it didn't matter. They, you know, they they needed a win, so they Rams beat the Jaguars thirty-seven to seven. The Chargers handily defeat Cincinnati forty-one to twenty-two. You know, the big thing for the Rams is, you know, as bad as they played the last three weeks, 
they are eight and four. They are back in the thick of things. Again, I, I don't think they're going to win the division at this point because of what they did these last couple of weeks. But, you know, at, at where they're at right now, this was exactly the win that they had to get. Matthew Stafford, 26 to 38, 295 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Odell Beckham Jr. getting a touchdown. Cooper Cup had a touchdown. Ben Jefferson had a touchdown. Um, and also a big win for the uh, Chargers. It would have helped them if the uh, Chiefs had lost. I mean, the it, it the, the, the league is just so weird this year. When you look at what Las Vegas does Thanksgiving Day, they go into the Dallas, beat the Cowboys, but then they can't beat the Washington football team at home. The Broncos, what they've done. And by the way, the Chiefs, amazing turnaround that they've had Jihei. they were three and four to begin the season everyone thought that they were done they have won five consecutive games i mean and the chiefs are back and they are once again favorites um but again big big uh sunday for the teams in los angeles uh both of these teams have struggled handily and uh have not looked like super bowl contending teams Super Bowl is at SoFi Stadium this year. I think both teams have really kind of done all that they possibly can to put themselves in a position to uh, play in that game. The Rams certainly did in terms of Vodell Beckham Jr., Vaughn Miller, just going all in this season to win a championship. And for them to play the way that they did the last three games, they they needed that win Yesterday, they needed to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. They needed to blow out the Jaguars the way that they did. Uh, G, your uh, thoughts on those two games? I don't know if you watched them both. They, they had a 10 a.m. Uh, kickoff in Cincinnati and then the, the 1 p.m. kickoff at SoFi. So I did watch both games. I just, um, not going to lie to you, I didn't watch the Rams game as closely as I probably should have, um, just like towards the second half because yeah. it was just a blowout. Um, and I believe the Rams actually were favored at 17, 16 or wow. 17 points, something to that effect. Yeah. Um, and obviously they covered. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so good, good on them. Uh, McVay finally swapped out his offense. And I think that he's been a little stagnant on his offense lately. And this was a good opportunity for him to maybe look, look at things differently. Right. And maybe switch things up and kind of experiment. Because yeah. it is Jacksonville. Like, I mean, I get that no win is, you know, ever a blowout win or anything like that in the NFL. Every win is earned. But given the fact that they do have a rookie quarterback, the defense could probably switch up some things as well and just try to make certain adjustments. And McVay did on offense at least make some of those adjustments, which were nice, able to run the ball a little bit more, do a little bit of mix up things. And then the, obviously the big, huge thing was. You know Stafford not throwing any interceptions. I mean, well, if huge, you don't have yeah. the yeah, if you don't have the ball, you can't score, right? So, um, yeah, that was that was obviously a huge thing. And also, I just like to say that the Rams are still in wild card playoff contention. Like they are. Oh no! I mean, they still know, have aspirations to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, I, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is they're not going to win the division, or at least they, they they put themselves in a tough spot to win the the division just because of what the Cardinals have done. Kyler Murray's back and things like that. But no, like I get. I get Eight and four, they're they're more than in the thick of things. It's just that when when they lose three consecutive games to contending teams the way that they did, I mean, I don't think people view them the same way as they did at the beginning of the season. No, and that's that, that's understandable. That's completely completely fair. What I'm confused about is I'm confused about this Chargers team, man. Like one day you're up, one day you're down, one day you're like you have the whole city rooting for you, and now I and good great win. 
great win against Cincinnati, well-deserved win, but you know, this up and down with the Chargers, yeah. um, I, I'm just wishing for more consistency considering how great this team can possibly be. Uh, oh yeah, but but hopefully you know they prove me wrong and they they continue on this winning streak. So yeah, yeah. I mean that that, that was a must-win game for them. Obviously, it would have helped them if the Chiefs had lost. But listen, the, the the Chiefs are right back where they were kind of a year ago in in Super Bowl contention. So um, we'll see about that uh, when we come back. The GA, I do want to play some sound from the Rams um, win yesterday. Again, a big win right down the road from us at SoFi Stadium, beating Jacksonville. They are back in the thick of things, as we've talked about. We will hear from uh, – who do we hear from postgame? We heard from J- Jalen Ramsey, again, a former Jaguars player there, uh, Sean McVay. So, uh, yeah, we will hear from the Rams. We'll, we'll talk about that game some more when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5, the fan in Las Vegas. We will be right back with the Arash Markazi Show. And you are listening to a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. Welcome back to the Rosh Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Again, big day Sunday in Los Angeles for the two teams here. We got the Rams beating the Jacksonville Jaguars, the uh, Chargers defeating the Cincinnati Bengals. But uh, let's focus on the big Rams win, a big win in the sense that they looked terrible over the last three games but they really finally look like they got everything together against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and listen the Jaguars were the perfect tonic at the perfect time for this team so now let's hear a little bit from uh, post game from Sean McVay Jalen Ramsey Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford Okay, guys, uh, great team win. Um, that was exactly what we had talked about. You know, a lot of respect for those guys. They're a really tough football team. But for us to come out ready to go all three phases, I thought there was major contributors uh, in all three phases. But uh, winning the turnover battle, doing a lot of the things that we had talked about, it really came to life. It was awesome to see Brandon Powell be able to start the game off with a big kick return. I thought that was big from special teams. We didn't turn the football over offensively. We got takeaways. We got after the quarterback. So there's a lot of things that uh, were really uh, very positive about today we got to be able to build on this I also thought uh, you know really tough to see Brian Allen get injured don't really have any information on his knee I'll have updates for you guys tomorrow but Coleman Shelton stepped in and did an outstanding job I thought he had great poise throughout David Edwards was able to return and then Sony really carrying the load uh, did an outstanding job um, just like I thought he would on that point with Sony Michelle, you talked Friday about even if it's not necessarily explosive every other play, the yep. steadiness that it provides, and in turn, what did that do to set up your play action today? Exactly what we had talked about. We were able to stay on schedule. We were able to keep people off balance. I thought it was good to be able to mix up a lot of different personnel groupings, really utilize all hands on deck. It was good to get Joe Noteboom in there. Um, Sony was great, and so that was exactly what we had kind of talked about, and it was great to see it come to life, Jordan. Odell, as he continues 
Yeah, I think he's doing good, Lindsey. You know, he, he, he had the hit pointer. Um, you know, he's a little bit banged up, but he still wanted to contribute for his teammates. I thought that 27-yard catch that he had really was something that kind of sparked us. And then Sony ended up punching it in from five out. And then he had a great uh, touchdown on the fade. He definitely took his time and was nice and patient on that one. But um, he's a joy to be around, and, and he's only going to continue to get better. But uh, hopefully he'll be able to practice so we can continue to get the timing and rhythm. Uh, but been pleased with Odell. Was this a case where Daryl just couldn't play today? Or? He could have. You know, we had him up, um, you know, if some circumstances presented themselves. Uh, hopefully he'll continue to take steps in the right direction. But uh, based on how the game unfolded, we didn't feel like we really needed him. Uh, but I think it's a real uh, positive reflection on Daryl to be available for his teammates if, if that did come up. What did you see? From your perspective. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw a guy manage the game. I thought he did a great job. I thought on some of the third downs, he's doing a great job being able to move in the pocket, find guys. We had a couple drops that were really, you know, key and critical potentially, but we were able to overcome them. What I loved about both Van and Ben being able to drop some of those third downs is both those guys came back and made big plays. Ben on the 35-yarder down the middle was a big-time catch that we had to have it versus the pressure that they were giving us. And then, you know, Van to be able to come back on the touchdown, um, he did a great job. But, but but Matthew, he played like he's he's been playing. I think we were able to avoid, you know, just a couple of those little things that do come up. But he was a great leader today. He's always been a great leader, and uh, you know, he played he played great. Not in the least bit surprised. How important is it for him to play error free like that? If you guys are going to make a playoff, well, I think any time. I mean, really, if you're just going to go ahead and say let's go find a way to compete, you know, to the best of our ability next week against a great football team, and so um, he's our guy. You know, we go as he goes. But the best thing that I would say is he doesn't have to do anything other than play within himself. Um, that quarterback position is so vital to the success. But he's such a special talent. He's got just such a great way about himself with people. Um, just keep being being himself and enjoying playing, and and that's what I saw from him today. And to be able to come back after that shot he took deliver a great throw to Van over the middle and, and get us in scoring position, um, I think just continues to personify the toughness and everything that's right about Matthew Stafford. I think it was just his sternum. You know, you, you have to, he's a tough guy. I mean, he won't tell me anything. You know, I'm good, I'm good. What's wrong with you? I'm good. So he'll, uh, he'll probably say that to you guys too. Right, well, a decisive win like that heading into I think it's really important, Sam. You know, I mean, really, you know, find a way to start playing our best ball in December. Obviously, November was a challenging month. Um, you know, we look at it, we own it, but I think our guys did a great job of being able to just stay steady, you know, trust in the process, and really, we got mentally tough guys. This is going to make us strong in the, long, in the long run. I do believe that, and now it's, uh, let's enjoy this, and let's come back ready to work for a big-time game next week. I thought it was a great step in the right direction. You know, there's obviously been some adversity over these last three games. We had to sit on the bye, you know, coming off of a loss. And so, you know, we talked about playing as a team. You know, all we can do is play the schedule that we're given. Um, you know, every single game is so difficult. I mean, you look at the caliber of team that the Buffalo Bills are, and this is a team that ended up, you know, taking them to the wire and finding a way to win 9-6. And so, um, you don't take any wins for granted in this league. It sure feels good uh, to be back on the winning side of things, and now we got to be able to build on it. But I was really pleased with our team, and now we just got to start stacking blocks. What did you see out of Von Miller as far as the strides that he's making thus far? I thought he played really well. I thought our defense as a whole, Nick, I thought we earned those opportunities to be able to rush the passer. Um, it seemed like the pocket was pretty much collapsing all day, um, and so Von did a nice job today. Jones, um, just seems like 
he is everywhere at yeah. times when he has games like this. Um, schematically, did you guys empower him a little bit more today as well, situationally? I think we got in some situations that really express his ability a little bit more, Jordan. You know, we were in more favorable down and distances for us defensively, where they're forced to kind of throw it. We get a lead, and, um, you know, there's a lot of the stuff that we love so much about Ernest coming out of South Carolina. You just feel his range, his ability to be able to sense things and diagnose them, and I think our defensive staff's done a great job of just continuing to help him improve. Chris Shula's done great. Raheem's done great. And really pleased for our whole coaching staff. They did a great job today. You guys did a good job containing the Jaguars uh, running game, forcing them to fumble. How much did you guys concentrate on that coming into this game? Big focus. It was a big focus and concentration. Um, you know, Robinson's a really tough back. They've done a nice job being able to kind of churn out tough yards and be able to control the football in some of their games. And so that was a big focus and concentration for us. Our guys did a great job up front. Uh, we were in a... Um... I really don't know what coverage we was in, to be honest. I don't remember, but uh, it was like fourth and short, and it was a tight end. So uh, I didn't really fear his vertical speed, so I just kind of used some shuffle agilities instead of a backpedal. And uh, Trevor's three-step step is pretty, like, um, noticeable, so I just broke on his three-step. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, we got we get victories like this, big victories where we win by, you know, thirty points. Um, so that was nice. And and honestly, we still we know we have a lot of room for improvement. We know we got to get better in certain aspects. Um, and then like uh, when, when you talk about like complimentary football, um, I mean obviously y'all think of like y'all probably think of like oh all just all three phases playing well but a lot of complimentary football is like certain situations as well so um like one thing that i know we can improve on is like the offense goes down and scores in the second half i don't know what that put us up but then uh you would want to come out and get a three and out or a turnover real quick that's like good complimentary football um and we got off the field on that drive, but it wasn't a three and out or a turnover. So that's where I say, like, we can still improve on, on certain stuff like that. Um, just capitalizing on, on situations during the game um, so we can take this thing to the next level where we where we need to take it. There's a lot of conversation this week about uh, turnovers and the need to get them. What yeah. enabled you guys to go out there and do that today? Uh, I mean, sometimes it just happens for you. I mean, the football guys just... They pay you a visit, and and uh, and and the saying is that turnovers come, you know, in, in bunches. So I guess that happened for us today, and hopefully it'll continue to happen even more uh, down this the rest of the year, really. Yeah, but when that happens after a little bit of a dry spell, is that like mm -hmm. a, a cathartic feeling as a group? Do you all share that feeling together of okay, we we broke the bubble essentially? Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, a little bit, but we we still striving to get better. Like, I know uh, at, at one point during the game, we were like, uh, we were on the sideline. I want to say it was like the third quarter or something like that. And um, as a secondary, we were just like, yo, we got two fumble recoveries, another forced fumble, but we don't have any picks. So like, we that's how we, like that's how we we gotta be, and that's how we challenge each other. Like even in games like this where it's a big win, and uh, we definitely happy about it. I just keep. I want to like emphasize that we still want to improve um, 
and that's like what our focus is on. Like, we, we of course we we gonna enjoy the moment and be happy in the moment, but at the same time, we we definitely gonna challenge ourselves and challenge each other to you know, take it to a, another level that we need to take it to. So um, it was cool to get the fumbles, but we need to get picks. We need to capitalize on opportunities to get interceptions as well. And maybe put a put a whole game together. Huge game, obviously, Monday night coming up. Uh, can you speak to the challenge of Arizona right now and, and how they're looking? Uh, they're looking good. I mean, I guess. Uh, I don't know, though. Maybe ask me at the, you know, during the week or something. I ain't really too much focused on that right now. We just got a good win. Huh? I was just saying, looking back to the, the earlier game this year. Yeah, it don't matter, though. It was earlier than the, in the year. It's a new game. It's going to be a new week. But anyway, though, we just beat the Jaguars. Like, we give a damn. I mean, we can't celebrate for a quick second or something? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jalen, when you uh, play against a young and talented you know, quarterback like Lawrence, what do you look for to take advantage of? Uh, I mean, age don't really matter when it comes to the NFL. Um, experience does sometimes in, in certain situations. But uh, he, he's super talented. He can make plays. He's he's made plays for him, um, you know, at, at times this year. And he's going to continue to improve over uh, the rest of this year and the season. So, you know, we got a lot of respect for him, but we treat him just like we would treat anybody else. Um, we prepare, you know, super tough for him, and, and we try to make sure we on our P's and Q's. And uh, if he does have anything that may not be uh, looking crisp yet or, you know, just his experience isn't allowing him to uh, play at the level that he might be wanting to play at, we, we look to take advantage of those opportunities. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's a little times like that throughout the game, but hey, that can happen with anybody. Thank y'all. Um, just made a play, you know. Um, played it, went, came inside, got the opportunity to grab him. And I usually throw him to the ground, so I was about to do that. And at the same time, I just ripped the ball and came out. So it was a big play for us. So. Jalen had combined, had combined on a couple of those, uh, like in training camp, for example. Uh, he tossed it up to mm -hmm. you sometimes, and you flip in the end zone. Having him right there, knowing that he's coming down for that scoop, what is that like for you, knowing that somebody's swarming to the ball? Right it's good. That's, that's what you expect from this defense. You know, you want guys to swarm to the ball. Um, when it's on the ground, we expect to get it. Um, and he was there to do it. You know, it was a big play for us, and, and you know, um, we made a play on it. Oh, that's every week. I think every defense got the mindset you want to get turnovers and get off the ball back. Because when you tend to get, you know, turnovers, you tend to win games. So we got to continue to do that. Um, continue to build off this type of win we had today. I think it was a, a great team win. Um, so um, we got to keep this up. You know, that's the way we got to keep playing football from here on out. And, um, that's the mindset. So. After a frustrating December, November, how do you build on this uh, in this next month? Well, December is a new month. Uh, every week's a new week, so um, you know we had a good day to d today. We got to build off that, not be satisfied, stay hungry. Um, got a, an another tough opponent next week, another divisional opponent, so we know what to expect from there, and we, we know we, it's time to get right get right back to work um, tomorrow. So. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. Um, I think it's just it's just great to have another guy out there. You know, you got Flo. Um, you got Gray that's in the middle that's playing great football right now, rushing good with Vaughn and myself inside. So um, when it's coming to rushing the passer, so um, it's been good. You know, you get a lot of opportunities when you're gonna get them one on ones. We got to win them um, and continue to you know make it tough for quarterbacks. So. What, what was that like playing? 
from in front again rather than play. It was fun. It was it was definitely fun. You know, you got to pin your ears back a little bit. Um, and, you know, they start to get the ball a little quick here and there, but we just got to keep going, keep going, and eventually we're just going to make our play. So. A couple of great games from Greg Gaines uh, so far this season, especially in light of missing Sebastian. What is he showing you guys, especially in his rush, and uh, what do you make of that closing speed he's, he's showing? He's, he's playing great. You know, he, he <laughs> Greg is just playing good football. You know, he's explosive. He's quick. He's not a rush to passer. He's not a, you know, uses leverage and, and rip and dip and do all types of things to make things happen for putting pressure on quarterbacks. Um, so he, he always say he's the best um, interior rusher. So, um, you know, he usually get the slide, he say. So um, he's just playing good football right now. As a defensive player, what do you think of the hit that Stafford took? I didn't really see it. You know, I really, I really didn't see it, so. The way this defense is built, did you feel Vaughn more today because you guys have the lead? I think he's been playing good football. Obviously, when guys, when people don't see sacks and things like that, you know, it's it's like what's going on with the rush. But if you if you watch the game and you really watch the football game and break down the film, you know, he's playing great football. He's, he's putting pressure on quarterbacks. He's getting hit on quarterbacks. At the same time, you know, some weeks quarterbacks are getting the ball out fast and things happening that we can't control. So um, I think the rush been good um, past couple of weeks. Definitely, you know, last week, you know, we didn't get the sacks, we didn't get the win. But I think the rush was strong in the day. I think the rush was good. Obviously, you know, still got to watch the film and see. But I felt like we was there. So, Aaron Ernest Jones seemed like he was really active today. I mean, that's not the first time. Obviously, it seems like he always has that kind of energy. But um, you know, what kind of a boost did that give you guys defensively in terms of what you did? Well, anytime guys is out there, um, you know, feeling good and making plays, that's great for us. So, um, you know, I, I be in my own little world, so I didn't really see everything he was doing. So when I watched the film, I can give you a better answer to that. But it, I seen him on some big plays for us, and you know, it, it was you know, excited on a lot of them plays. So. Uh, yeah, um, we're just holding the ball, trying to work the route to the field a little bit, and uh, got hit. Um, didn't feel great. Was able to uh, kind of walk it off and, and keep playing. So I'm good now. Feel fine. Was it like wind knocked out of you? Not feel good or what? Oh, it was part of it, but um, just a little chest shot. Had to kind of check myself, make sure I was all good. Is your sternum intact? It is in one piece at the moment. So. <laughs> Matthew, uh, a lot of mixed personnel today, uh, play action, Sony Michelle running really hard. Uh, those types of adjustments, what do they do for you guys today, and how did you feel um, getting that clean game, you know, under your belt again? Yeah, um, i got to give Sean a lot of credit. You know, that was a great game plan we had in this game. And then really the guys that, you know, were asked to play more than they played probably this season um, stepped up and played great. You know, Sony, uh, I thought, ran the ball really well. You know, kind of going into the week, see the plan unfold, and I'm like, this is a Sony Michelle type, type of game. You know, like he's just going to slug it out, wear on these dudes. I thought he was great in the pass game, too. Gave him some opportunities in the pass game, did some did some nice stuff. But um, I get a great view from, from where I'm at um, of him running the football, and some of those four, five, six-yard runs are just things of beauty. And, uh, you know, he's a heavy guy. You know, when he starts running, uh, I think the defenders feel it. So I was, I was happy for him. I thought Joe Noboom, when he was asked to step in there, played really well. And uh, really all of our tight ends play well as well. So uh, I'm just happy for our guys, happy that, uh, you know, we were able to come out with a win. Matthew, having a game like this and being able to get past the losing streak, how does this set you up going forward now? Um, you know, each game is its own entity. There's no question about that. Um, it's nice to get a win after, uh, you know, three subpar performances. 
So, um, you know, I was happy for that for our team. Um, got a big one coming up next week, obviously, and, and um, got to watch the tape, find ways to be better. You know, we got to stay on the field on third down a couple more times. Um, had a third and one that was that was stuffed. Had, a, you know, a couple third downs that, uh, you know, I can probably throw a little bit better ball on the first one to Ben. He'll tell you probably he should, you know, wishes he could have made that catch. Um, we had one down in the red zone to Van as well that, you know, just opportunities that, uh, you know, didn't hurt us in this game but might hurt us in another one, so we got to make sure we clean those up. Um, it's nice to get a win and be able to clean those things up, but um, continue to focus hard on the little things, and, and um, those will make a big, you know, big difference. How about for you personally? I mean, after three tough games with some turnovers, come out and no major mistakes today. I just try to try to attack each game, and, and you know. Treat it as an opportunity to go play great. You know, sometimes that doesn't happen. Um, you know, I thought we had a great week of practice as a team. Um, you know, I thought uh, we were dialed in, came in out, you know, came out of here on game day and, and played well. Um, it's, it boils down to execution, and uh, I feel like our guys, you know, did that at a, at a really high level. Um, tried to make sure that, you know, I wasn't putting the ball in, in harm's way, and our guys were getting open and making making catches. So it's it's nice. Can you elaborate? Uh... What it means, I think I know your answer, but I want to hear it from you. What it means to have a running game, what it does allow you to do by having a running game affect your passing game? Yeah, I mean, I think we did a great job of staying efficient in the run game, you know. Um, it definitely takes an effect on the defense, I think. Um, you know, Sony was running the ball really physical. Our guys up front were really pushing the pile and doing a great job. A lot of those runs were downhill stuff, and, and he was doing a great job of that. <clears throat> but it helps you be efficient and stay uh, stay. Head of the chains. You know, would have liked to convert a couple more third downs off of that and, and make those things count, um, you know, and put some more points on the board. But, um, you know, overall, I thought they did a really nice job in the run game today. All right, that was Sean McVay, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford. Again, the Rams defeating the Jaguars. They are 8-4 and four in the thick of things. The Chargers defeating the Cincinnati Bengals. They are seven. They are seven and five in the thick of things. Both of these teams probably not going to win the division, but they are probably, hopefully, perhaps going to make it to the playoffs, keeping the hope alive that the Rams and the Chargers could perhaps meet each other at SoFi Stadium in the Super Bowl, or at least one of the teams would love to get one of these teams in the Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium. Um, but we shall see again. Big win for both of those teams. They had been struggling the past couple of weeks, but they both looked pretty good yesterday. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Raj Markazi saying, stay safe, stay healthy. The Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all new and mightier 1090 AM. Everybody got their own thing. Currency chasing worldwide through the hard times. Worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend now? A ghost in the dark. Hard part about it. Brother got smoked by a fiend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.